and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is Tiffany Barnard. How are you, Tiffany? I am doing so well. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you for asking. I am so excited for you to be on here because I feel like emotional intelligence is talked about, but not talked about. And so I love to talk to people that focus on this and really know what they're talking about when it comes to this, because we all know that one book that we all, that emotional intelligence 2.0, um, everyone's trying to get <laughs> and things like that. So I would love for you to bring some light onto this. But before we get started, let's read your bio. So you are a life coach who specializes in personal development, emotional intelligence, and communication and energy leadership. You help self-reliant individuals who feel like something is missing in their lives, guiding them to change their perspective and become more engaged in their life. You believe that true and sustainable changes starts with self-reflection and self-improvement. And I could not agree any more. So <laughs> Tiffany, thank you. Thank you for getting us started with this. I'm so excited. So I, my first two questions. First question is, can you give me a general description about what emotional intelligence is, because I feel um, it's a word that we might not understand. Yeah. And it's, um, it's really funny because there's so many conversations start with, oh yes, I have high emotional intelligence. Um, and then they go on to talk about themselves. So, <laughs> <laughs> so emotional intelligence for me is, uh, is based around understanding ourselves, understanding our emotions, understanding what we're feeling, where they're coming from so that we can better understand others yes and like you said it's learning about me so then I can learn and understand others and I think like you said a lot of times like okay well I know me and I know how awesome I am and I know I need to work on this and me 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 it's like cool did you listen to what I said <laughs> exactly no no okay exactly exactly but you're right your emotional intelligence is is like up there so yeah um <laughs> uh, I love this so our next question would be, obviously, you've always been amazing, but what got you even started to learn about emotional intelligence, took you down this road? Tell me about that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Obviously, I've obviously been amazing always. Um, <laughs> um, I have always been somebody who has been very in tune with others. Um, I'm very sensitive to other people's energy and their how they are. So, for example, you know, um, you know, I can be sitting on the sofa with my husband and everything's fine. And then suddenly I can sense that there's a change. Um, yeah. And I know that something's come into his head and he's gone somewhere that he's not happy or, you know, he's angry or whatever it is. Um, so that's always been me. And um, what, what led me to where I am today, I was always putting those people's feelings before my own. So I was never taking into consideration what I was feeling, what I wanted, or I knew what I was feeling, but it didn't matter. Um, and the coaching journey has really allowed me to embrace me, what I'm feeling, where it's coming from, what's triggering me, um, you know, what it all means so that I can actually better understand other people because I, I could feel them before, but now I actually feel and understand them. And I know how to respond before I could feel a change in the atmosphere. And I'd be like, what's the matter? Um, <laughs> you know, immediately being defensive, thinking that I was the one who was at fault, which is ridiculous because I'd been in the room and I knew I hadn't said anything, for example. So now I'm able to respond. I think so many people can relate to that story. One, whether they realize it or not, right? So in the sense of just becoming defensive because you feel that your, your significant other or somebody important you just got super tense, 
got super into his own little world. And you're like, well, why? What did I do? I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Who you like, right. And we become that person. But you also said another word is that response, right? Well, now we are responding and not so much reacting, which is easier said than done. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is very true. It is very true. And it's just, it is a matter of practice. For sure. And that's where a lot of this stuff comes up. And you said another thing too, I think a lot of people can understand is that I know this doesn't make me happy. And I know I don't like this. And I know I don't want to go do this. And I know those things, but I don't do anything about it. And I just stuff it down. Yeah, exactly. And that, right. And then it comes to that explosion part where now I'm becoming defensive and now I'm yelling and I'm getting frustrated that you don't know why I'm frustrated when I never communicated why I'm frustrated. That is so true. And the thing is, it's, it's, um, there's two parts to that. The, the first part is when we, when people treat us in a way that, that we feel bad, all right, we're actually giving them permission to treat us like that. If we don't put down any boundaries or if we don't explain to them that what they're doing is leading, not making, I'm really avoiding that word. Nobody can make you feel anything, all right? You can choose to feel. So another person's actions is, you know, you end up feeling something. Um, If you don't tell them what you're feeling, you can't expect them to change. So you are giving them permission to do that. Um, And then that the whole thing of, you know, people, and and this was so me, um, you know, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you do the other? And I'd be like, yes, yes, yes. You know, especially for the people, you know, important to me. And I'd end up getting seriously upset with them. You know, it's like, how are they, why, why me? Why don't they ask like literally anybody else in the world? You know, don't they know that I'm busy? Until one day I was like, well, hold on a second. If you're that busy, Tiffany, just say no. Which by the way, it's a complete sentence, you know. (laughs) No, you don't have to say no, but it's like, just no. Just now. Oh, my God, there's so many things in here. All right. So boundaries are super important, but I think just stepping back a little bit in the sense of communicating, right? Saying mm-hmm. very specific and tell me what your thoughts on this. What the, some of the clients that I work with are like, well, I, I said that I want respect or I say that I need support and I say these things. I'm going, okay, so what does that mean though? In my mind, I'm going, you want support around the house. That might to you mean I want dishes and laundries and things like that done. To me, I want you to set the dining room table and I want you to take the dogs out. They're two different things. And then to the person that you communicate to is telling you thank you and be so it's yeah. how specific you get. And I know saw that you mentioned communication. Do you think that in your bio, do you think that all goes together? Oh, so much. So, I mean, I love the way that you put that because it is so true that what what I say. I know what I'm saying, but I don't know what you're hearing. And this works on the flip side as well. When somebody says something to you and you're like, oh, I don't like that. You know, hold on. This is this is triggering me in some way. Rather than going off on a tangent and getting upset or irritated or frustrated or angry or sad or whatever the emotion is, go, hold on a second. What did you mean by that? Ask questions Ask questions get curious right and it, so i think a couple of things happen here one i don't have you ever heard this before i heard this recently at a family event not too long ago and I'm, that's it it's not what you heard it's what i said so right so when you say something and how i'm interpreting it right how i'm interpreting yeah right but i think the other thing that you're saying is that like 
Oh man, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> it happens to the best of us, Jessica, I promise you. Um, but it it is it is true. It's like it's that interpretation. And while yeah. you're catching up with your train of thought, um, it's like we all we all have our, you know, our life experience, everything that we've ever heard, felt, experienced, situations, all of it, up until this very moment of you and I sitting here having this conversation. Um that is going to influence how we interpret everything. And this is what is so important for people to understand. You have a choice on everything. You have a choice on how, you, how you're how going to feel. You have a choice on your emotions. You have a choice on your actions. So thoughts, emotions, behaviors, all up to you. So it comes with a self-awareness. So to know that, you know, hold on a minute, this is triggering me. Let me just check in and see what, what is being said. Um, you know, I heard you tell me that the color blue is black. I disagree, you know, because sometimes it is really quite, you know, um, and just, yeah, just check in, you know, and, and it, that communicating, that's, that is communicating. And it's communicating with yourself too, that check-in piece, yeah. right? So when I'm feeling triggered, when I'm feeling this hurts me, when I'm feeling this thought or I'm feeling that they're not listening, whatever the case may be okay, well, why, what about what they're doing is making me feel this way? Cause like you said, it's not just that person. That person could be reminding me of something that happened years ago in a previous relationship with siblings, with parents, with an ex, right? And that person has no idea that they just triggered you that. So it's coming back to yourself and then communicating that to the others. I think that's a piece too, right? Exactly. Exactly. How you receive the information. That's all about you. Yeah. Oh my all about you. And it is true. You know, it, it is when you're triggered, it goes back. And this is why with coaching, it's like, we're generally forward thinking, you know, we want to move forward. We want to, wherever it is that you want to go, we're going to help you get there. Sometimes though, we're going to have to just dip back just to understand why it is that these, you know, like interpretations, for example, they block you, they block you from, from, from achieving things. They block you from being everything that you can be, um, or they can block you and you need to just dip back and figure out where they're coming from to understand that, you know, you're not that person anymore. Nine times out of 10. You're not that person anymore. You are moving forward. And how do you keep moving forward is by healing that past, right? And yeah. understanding, becoming aware so you gave us so many good nuggets. You are killing it. You're giving us all the good stuff. People are taking many notes. <laughs> tell, us, tell us what it's like to work with you. How do people work with you? Who are you looking to work with? Tell me a little bit about that. Um, how is it to work with me? I am um, very in tune with all my clients. Um, and I'm very good at sort of getting to what it is that they're skirting around because we all, we all go and see a coach because we have a, what we believe is, is an issue nine times out of 10, that ain't it at all. Um, you know, so the first step is to figure out what is at the core. Um, and, and that is, that is, I'm, I'm good at doing that. So, you know, getting to the core and then helping my clients, supporting my clients, just unpack everything so that they can move forward. Yeah. Um, the kind of coaching that I use is what we call energy, core energy coaching. And it is about your energy levels, where you are, how you show up and how you can use those to actually be, you know, performing at your best all the time by choice. So 
I mean, just very briefly, you know, this, um, we work on the assumption there's seven different levels of energy. The first one being like the victim energy where everything is happening to me and it doesn't matter what I do. Um, and then you've got anger and then you've got, you know, forgiveness and you go all the way up to the top, which is absolute passion. Um, number seven, um, which we can just dip in and out of very briefly. We can't yeah. really live there. But six is a great place. Six Level six is synergy. It's all about being at one with everything. And it's a cool place to be. So, you know, if we understand that we are actually in control of ourselves, um, sometimes you need to get a little bit angry just to move forward, you know. But is it a choice or is it because that's your default setting? That That's the thing. That is the Ooh. thing. Oh, I love this part so much because I think sometimes we, like you said, we can't live in passion and that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. You don't have to be happy all the time. And the way I try to paint the picture for my clients is that you always think of go to the hospital, there's like that heart monitor. It goes Mm -hmm. up and down. That shows that you're living. If you're on one flat line, you're not living right? So you have to go up, you have to feel all the different emotions. And I, I, so I love that you brought down those seven energies because a lot of us strive to always be in that happy, passionate life. And it's just not realistic. No, no. And I mean, during the day, you can go from being, you know, super happy to, you know, a little bit like feeling like a victim and then being absolutely passionate all through one day. Yeah. And what's happening you know it's um whenever i'm with my puppies you know all right i'm gonna clarify that if they haven't just peed in the house i, <laughs> I, I am in absolute passion because they're just that you know they're just they're there for love you know they, they're full of love so but then something else can happen it can plunge you into anger so it really but it's, it's being aware of where you are and being aware also using that knowledge with other people where are they coming from you know, it's all very well presuming that somebody is doing this, that, and the other. And we're very good at that. You know, oh, this person said this, and that's because of this. And they think, okay, so I live I live in Spain, and the foreigners here love to think that they're picked on by the locals. You know, they're just doing that because I'm not a local. And you're going, really? There is no other explanation. There's always 20 other explanations. You don't know, so don't presume. Oh, that's a whole episode within itself. <laughs> it's just an one. <laughs> so what someone's listening and they're going, yes, yes, yes. I need Tiffany in my life. What is the best way for them to contact you? The best way is through my website, tiffanybarnard.com. Um, but I'm also on uh, LinkedIn. Um, and I should be like really in and tell you exactly what my LinkedIn, what's it is. And well, that- I'm going to put all of it in the notes anyway. So okay, I'm, cool. yeah, so wherever right. you listen to the podcast, wherever you got the podcast from, it's going to be all copied into the note po- process. So it's all right there. So you just like click really- right on there and bring it right to Tiffany. Exactly. Tiffany, as people like us, right. That we teach about self-care, we teach about self-awareness. Uh, you teach about emotional challenges. I teach about stress. A lot of times I get the question with, kind of putting back on the thing we just said, that you're never stressed, that you're always happy, right? So, which is not true, which is pretty much we just covered. So when you're in that angry, frustrated state, what is something that you have to do for yourself to kind of um, reconnect? Um, that is a great question because, you know, people do tend to think that as coaches, we've got it all sussed and we don't. It's, it's a process. Life is a process. And I believe that I'm going to be learning about myself until the day that I'm no longer breathing. So love that. Um, What do I do? First of all, I think it's really important to feel the emotions. Um, 
very often when we feel sad um, or when we feel overwhelmed, you know, we try and just knuckle down and push through and soldier on and keep going. And sometimes you just need to stop and you need to go, you know what, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to cry or scream or whatever it is that you're going to release that energy because that energy is in you and you can't ignore it. And as long as you're keeping it in you, these, these emotions of fear and, and anguish and, and anxiety and all the rest of them, if you don't release them, they're just going to grow. And they're not, they're not good energy. They're not building energy. They're not constructive. They're negative. So cry, scream, go for a run, you know, hit a punching bag, whatever it is that you need to do to just get that energy out, get it out, feel the emotion. The other thing is, if you're feeling stress or anxious, you're probably living in the future, thinking about all those things that might happen that haven't happened. If you're feeling guilty or shameful, you're living in the past, thinking about all the things that have happened, judging yourself, you know, um, and, and that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't ever judge yourself because you're not that person anymore. And that's a whole different conversation. But if, if you're feeling those things, give yourself some grace, know that you've learned your lessons and that you wouldn't act in the same way if the same situation was to come up again. Stay present. What hap hasn't happened, hasn't happened. What's happened, you can't change. The only thing that you can control is what you're going to do today. What are you going to do to make tomorrow a better day? Oh, my goodness, Tiffany. I could talk to you for hours. Okay. So <laughs> um, before we get into the lightning round, what is one thing you want my listeners to take away from today's episode? The one thing is that you have choice. I think this is the most important thing is you have choice. You have choice over, you know, how you feel, um, who you're with, how you're living, everything about your life is down to you. And sometimes it seems really, really difficult to believe that, you know, it's like, you know, I, I would love to change, but, you know, and there's all these big reasons why you can't. The thing is, the fact that you could say, but means that there is a choice It's maybe uncomfortable, it's maybe difficult, it's maybe seemingly insurmountable, but the choice is there. Um, and, you know, that's what my job is as a coach. I work with people who are blocked for whatever reason. And very often they don't know why they're blocked. They want to make a change, but they can't. So choice, you have choice. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. All right, Tiffany, let's get into the lightning round. First, bit nervous about this. Okay. <laughs> first question. What book are you currently reading? Oh gosh. Um, okay. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to do it. I am reading Surrounded by Psychopaths. <laughs> Wait, do I have it? Oh, it's not with me. I have one that's it's something like that, but it's like Surrounded by Idiots. It's something like it's that. The like, it's, it's the, the same, same guy. guy? Yeah, it's, it's the same, same guy. It's the same yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just bought it. I'm like, oh, they know what they're doing with the it's title. Very like, interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much likes me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> What movie can you watch on repeat? Can you watch oh. over and over? Ah, over and over and over. That's that's a tricky one because um, it depends what mood I'm in. But um, I would have to say my two favorite movies of all time, Forrest Gump. So many life lessons in that film. It's just amazing. 
and the Green Mile. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so cool. So cool. Um, what was your favorite childhood candy? Okay, now this this is really difficult for me to answer because I, I I was born and raised in Tanzania. So believe it or not, guys, we didn't have candy. <laughs> Oh, I bet you never had that answer before. No, I, we were allowed. So we had like Coke and Fanta and Sprite. We had sodas, you know, and we were allowed to have one of those once a week. Um, and I think I was a Sprite girl. But yeah, candy, uh, chocolate when we could get it. There you chocolate. go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love this so much. Okay. Um, what's a word that you say a lot? So for me, I say, right. Um, what's a word that you say a lot? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would probably be it. That's what comes to mind. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, closely followed by, um, I say, I love you a lot to my family a lot. So yeah, those would be the, the two things. Oh my goodness. All right. Two more. Are you a texter or do you, are you more on the phone? Oh, I get so bored with texting. I, and it's like, I've got fat fingers as well. It never comes out. Right. So if it's a short text, that's fine. Otherwise I'll be like, I'm just picking up the phone, having a conversation with you. <laughs> I'm with you. And the last question, who do you feel you text or talk to the most? Uh, my mom. Oh. Yeah, I would say that it would be my mom. Actually, I talk to my mom the most, but I probably text with my daughter the most. She's at university, so it's like texting. I do text a lot with her. Random stuff. (laughs) You know, it's like you only realize that when you're looking for something specific, and you're like, that came in two days ago, and you've got 4,000 messages. (laughs) Nothing. So, yeah, there you go. Text my daughter, talk to my mom. Oh, I love that so much. And what I lied to you. I have one more question because I keep seeing your puppy stretch in the back. What are your puppy's names? Okay. Well, that one over there, she's five months old and that's Scrappy-Doo. And I've got another one here who's 13 months and that's Scooby-Doo. So we have Scooby and Scrappy-Doo. I can't. can't. All right, guys, if you have not fell in love with Tiffany for some odd reason already, that was your moment. We all just fell in love with you. That is it. I actually get to go, Scooby-Doo, where are you? (laughs) Now all my listeners are now madly in love with you. Tiffany, I'm so excited. This has been one of my favorite (laughs) podcast episodes. Thank you so much. I just, I appreciate everything you're doing too. Thank you so much for being on here. Oh, thank you for having me, Jessica. It was fabulous. Really enjoyed it.